We ready? All right. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of April 9, 9, 9 times 2012. This episode 145. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. Uh, we are the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today are my, as per usual, co-hosts. Cohorts. Cohorts. Jackie Rotaco, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. In the flesh. In the flesh. An in-person podcast. These are always good. I'm kind of be slow motion I don't know if I'd say today. always. They're not always Usually. good? Usually. At least 50% of the time. Maybe more like 40%. I think they're always kidding. good. They're always good. They're always good. 100% without fail. Mm-hmm. 60% of the time it works Let's every take time. take a poll. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Sex Panther. Excuse me? <laughs> okay. Okay. What do we have today? I have a number of items on the list. Yeah, kind of a hodgepodge. We never did hear from anybody on the... Um, <laughs> Period. Just stop right there. What's that? No, I know. Seriously. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm on cold medication. I'm not, but I should be. So my mind's going to wander. It made me think of Tool. We never heard back from people. Oh, on the tool. origin of a Tool? Some, after our podcast, we did, we did discover that it initially was intended to be like you're used. You're being used. So like a tool gets used, you're getting used. But I don't think that's how people use it. Today. I don't think so. It's more of like a here's a a dork dillweed. A dillweed. <laughs> Can we look oh up the gosh. origin of here's that some one? Jackass. Dillweed. <laughs> Is that Beavis and Butthead? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Sounds about right. But what, like dillweed? How did that ever become bad? I heard the derivation of the word blurb on NPR. Blurb. Because they, they had some guy who was en- entomology is the I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how you you know usually it's like well sometime in the 17th century this word appeared in mm-hmm. you know southern Europe you have no clue, but the word <laughs> blurb was some dude who I don't know his name and he was trying to publish he was trying to promote a new book and he was at some event and he said here's what the book is about and he wrote a little synopsis and he said I'm going to call this a blurb and just <laughs> poof, right on the spot. <laughs> and so it's like recorded. As never, yeah, he made it up. Just he goes, I'm gonna make up a word to describe this. That's I would do blurb. that and it'd go nowhere. Because excerpt, try it right now. Excerpt is not <laughs> The problem is you gotta you gotta label something that's not already labeled. Right. And I suppose if it's not a blurb I often think of as an excerpt, but it's not an excerpt is usually something pulled from Direct, something. Right. right. Whereas a blurb doesn't necessarily have to be pulled from it's usually anything. a synopsis usually a short witty or right. not witty i guess it's, witty. <laughs> it's blurbish all right so next time our challenge is each of us have to come up with a new word for something we'll see which of the three stick okay but it's got to be something that doesn't have a name now that's the challenge otherwise well, it's not challenging kinda... is make up something on the spot mm-hmm. what's that that it's pretty easy to just make up something on the spot well you have to first figure out what it is you're labeling that's harder Oh, it has like to be the something. fog I feel right now from having a cold, the spaciness. What is it? What is it? I would call that clog. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that the, ger- the German pronunciation? <laughs> you have to enunciate it. C L O N G, clong. Man, I'm in a heavy clong. 
Boom. There's mine. All right. Just let's move on. on Anywho. <clears throat> couple of announcements. Don't forget to join us in Orlando at the end of April at the National Summit for Healthcare Marketing Strategies. <clears throat> Check out our website Thing. for more information. Branding at the bar. Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital workshop. Chance to win a free iPad. Chance to win an iPad 3. Because it would be free if you're winning it, but yeah. Yeah. You have to pay taxes Chance to on win. It. An iPad, you have to <laughs> And a new for car it. for you. And a new car for you. <laughs> also, check out online. We have a new workshop available, Digital Dogma, Six Drivers of Successful Digital Marketing. The video that we did with our old pal, Chris Boyer. So, he is old. He's ancient. Okay. So our first item is <laughs> news from the future. future. Is this a Are new you segment? Are going to add some kind of... Awesome. You're going to have to add an effect to that. <laughs> so, Jackie, you've got some news from the future. I do. This should be an ongoing segment now. These news are really from <laughs> the future. <laughs> That's going to be distorted. <laughs> this is really futuristic, at least to me. Kind of space agey. But it's kind of been all over the news. You can find it in a variety of places. But Google goggles? Did I even get that right? That's right. Google Glasses. I think it's Goggle Googles, actually. Yeah, she know I don't even know that. It's Google thing. Goggles. It's got to be. It's just calm Googles. New word. Gologules. <laughs> That's two. They totally missed up. out by not naming it that. Yep. <laughs> so. Googles. Here's what happened. So Google on Wednesday morning unveiled a YouTube video teasing its augmented reality glasses, which are a pair of spectacles that interacts with what you're seeing and acts as a smartphone day planner, turn-by-turn navigation system, camera, and more. And they're pretty space-age looking. And honestly, I would recommend that you watch the video that we'll post in our show notes. But it kind of shows like a first-person perspective when you're wearing the glasses and pretty much does it all right in front of your very eyes. It's Assuming you have Wi-Fi connection. Do you think it relies on that? Well, it's got to have internet connection somehow. Oh, you can't get it on the to, street. It wouldn't have to be Wi-Fi. It could be like 3G. Or no, I know. But it's going to have to have some. You go down the subways and fizz. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw it, I said, it reminded me of, I happened to watch Empire Strikes Back over the weekend, just parts of it. And Lando Calrissian in Cloud City has like a right-hand man who's this bald, cyborg-looking guy who's got some kind of something attached to his head mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if it's a mouthpiece like a bluetooth looking thing or it sticks out over his eye or his forehead maybe we can find a picture and post that but that's what i thought of when i saw the the globules yeah <laughs> well they're kind of i mean when you look at them and you watch this video you think that it just seems so obtrusive or intrusive to like have that constantly in your face but it's, a, it's supposedly the wave of the future it's an over i mean it's it's a hud Right, a heads it's, up, a it's a heads-up display for right. your life, basically. You're going to have to explain that to all the women yeah. in the audience, plus two-quarters uh, of the men. I bet most That's people. Half. Plus okay, Chris. Probably. <laughs> well, you know what a heads-up a heads display basically means? It, it, it overlays what you're seeing, right? So, so think of, I mean, if you watch, the, if you watch Jackie's right, you should watch the video to see what it is. Mm-hmm. But just imagine what you, I mean, just look around you right now. I mean, just look, open your eyes. If you open your eyes, now imagine that what you're seeing occasionally a pop-up window shows up and not like the pop-up window, like you think an annoying ad, but um, just some little overlay that tells you, like if you're looking at a building, it tells you what this building is or all of a sudden, um, you know, Jackie is within 
you know, right. hundred feet of me because we were both happened to be at the mall. It, a little thing comes up in the corner of my eye that says Jackie is, you know, it's popularized by video games, right? So you'll be playing a video game where it's first person. So like the video, that's a first person perspective. Mm-hmm. You see the world as you would. And the, usually there's something in one of the corners of the screen that's like oh, a radar sure, sure. or a map yep. or your ammunition or it gives whatever. You information about your surroundings <laughs> right. or about your just, lifeline. Yeah, 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 your health. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So Google goggles so lets you know. We'll have a, our own little HUD with <laughs> how many hit points you have left. Right. Exactly. So it's amazing to see it. I think. Yes. But we were laughing because I don't know. Maybe a minute into the video, they showed somebody getting directions to the subway. I'm like, are they going to show him falling? Because they show him like walking to the stairs, going down right. the subway, getting the directions. And I'm like, are they going to show him tumble down the stairs? Because he's not paying because attention. Because he's not paying attention. Clearly, <laughs> if he's reading the stuff on his glasses. I mean, can you well, imagine if people walked around or drove right. with this? I mean, that's there's, true. There's no way. People struggle enough with their cell phones talking and walking or texting and walking. I mean, can you imagine if that was right in front of your visual? How annoying. I mean, you guys right now are wearing glasses. So yeah. let's say you had them on. Like every five seconds, you'd be like tuning out of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I probably wouldn't know it. I mean, other than that you're wearing those glasses, oh, I so probably true. couldn't see everything. So, you know, I'd be talking to you and be like, wait, just a second. Well, and I think someone's calling. (laughs) That that brings up, I mean, that brings up probably one of the most important points is this the cultural and societal aspect of something like this? Because I think, you know, I am far be it for me to ever denounce any sort of technology or gadget, you know, because I, that's my, I love, I love that kind of stuff. But this just, I mean, there are some things that really start to detract from being human. You know, from like what it means to interact with. Other, I mean, being human means you're interacting with other humans. It's something right. that we all just that we all need. We all just biology has made us crave that um, evolution has made us want mm-hmm. to be around other people. It's just how it's how we survive. It's how new people are made. Um, well, it's not all that's involved in how new people are made, but <clears throat> <laughs> thanks. Uh, this just start. It starts to. I don't know. It, it dehumanizes. It dehumanizes. You oh, know, it definitely it, it, does. I mean, I think it's cool. It'd be awesome to try it. And I think there's, like you said, Chris, some great applications for this technology. I just don't know that everyday life, you know, is that application. Like just right. this broad, this is perfect for everything in, in life. Right. Which is kind of what they're saying here because it, it's just showing a guy's life and how it is integrating into every aspect of his life throughout the day. And I it seems off. Let me put role. it this way. Let's take it to the next step. Why do you have to see this? Why can't it just be at some point there'll be technology that just puts it in your brain. Yeah. Would you like that? Would in you like that you're walking down the street and, and it's turn right? Maybe if you're, if you're intentionally doing it, but the way it is on here, it's like, it's this nonstop thing. He looks up in the sky and the weather pops up. So if you just look out the window and it goes 48 degrees, would you just be like, no. I don't want to know that right now. No, yeah. that's yes, the thing. it's so yeah. intrusive. I mean, yeah. there is something to be said for intentionally looking at something else to get the content because then you're disassociating right. yourself with the other interactions purposefully. Pur- right. Purposefully. Well, purposefully, and on purpose. I think that people already have a problem, or certain people, spending too much time on their phones as it is. I mean, mm-hmm. how, I mean, this just brings that to a whole new level. You almost you don't, you don't even prompt it. Well, really, how, it seems like. Yeah. How stupid are we going to become as individuals yeah. or as a society when we no longer have to do anything to get information about 
yeah. our surroundings or stuff in general. It's just fed to you. There. It's fed to you. It's just for, it's on a spoon and you have to do nothing but just stare sit there and stare Dave, at it. There's a word coming from yes. what you just described. What are we going to make it? The, the whole concept of you're not going out there and gathering, it's being spoon fed to you. What would you call that? Spoon formation. Spoon formation. That's too long. That's too obvious. We did, blurb was not, I mean, blurb had nothing to do with it. We need to come up with something else. Right. You're being scragged. <laughs> I don't think we want to be scragged on a constant basis. How do you come I think up with we would go crazy. Like that. <laughs> That's my three. Brain Are we keeping track of this? That's three new words. <laughs> I don't and I think the other show ones. title. Yeah, show title. Gronked, Greg. Gronked, Greg. And something else. What did you call the goggles initially? Google? Globules. Globules. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, it it's. I think there could be specific applications that would make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. Totally. The military yeah. already uses things like this, mm-hmm. so there's one. Um, and who knows if you're inspecting something, if you're a police officer and you're looking at a crime scene i don't know i'm just trying to make stuff up (laughs) but for everyday people to be walking around with being what was the word i just used skagged scragged (laughs) they're being scragged not skagged people just scragging in the street i mean we don't want that i don't think we want that but i don't know maybe maybe five years from now we'll be laughing at this podcast can you remember when we were making fun of scragging (laughs) now we pay a hundred dollars a month for the privilege we all have microchips in our bodies that are right, now doing yeah. it for us it's i don't know i i really do think that at some point that we're going to see some sort of a renaissance of just people yearning to to disconnect from all of this crap because 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 not being hyper connected is going to be the new thing the different thing the new new thing the new new thing yep I, I already think it is. I already think I hope it is. people should take that perspective. Like, if you answer the phone every time it rings, that's, right. I mean, I think a lot of people think that's like, hey, look at me. I'm, you know, and it's like, no, you should, you should set priorities in your life that aren't to be intruded on. Right. And you don't have to answer every email, text, phone when it comes in. It's your right. life. Right. You shouldn't be ruled by the technology. But a lot of people are, to your point. I mean, mm-hmm. there's even been studies about the, how it affects your brain and that the crackberry thing is not, that's for real. Yeah. And people, oh, yeah. every time that, you know, they're, Ooh, mm-hmm. it's like an instant reaction because it feeds part of your brain that craves that. That's the yeah. instant responding. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I mean, I've always said, you know, outside of a professional setting and even in a professional setting a little bit that a phone is my, I have my phone for my convenience, not for yours. And that so comes, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but that's how, I mean, that's how I, I'm not going to let it invade. I mean, sometimes it has to, especially during the work day when, when there's, you know, stuff on a professional level that needs to be communicated or that's, that's different. But in like on a personal level, it's like I've, I, for a while it was getting pretty intrusive and invasive, but I've gotten, I feel like I've gotten pretty good about not letting it rule. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to teach my kids that because the phone rings at home and we're eating dinner and they're like, who is it? And I'm like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care who it is. They can leave We're a eating message. dinner. They can leave a message. Yeah. Just the beauty of technology. Yeah. And what if it's important? What if it's an emergency? Then they will call back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the message will explain their emergency. Right. I mean, there's really nothing, <laughs> nothing that, anyway. All right. Let's move on. All right. Good talker. That was a great talker. Uh, next, Adam, you found this. I called it inbound marketing, <clears throat> Yeah. Article from <laughs> Brad. Did I pronounce that right? 
Article from Brafton, who we reference every uh, every once in a while. Brafton. Just Brafton. Contain your cold. Um, uh, yeah, well, the title of the article, pretty short article, but uh, Fashion Industry Finds Content Marketing is Boosting Web Conversions. Uh, and basically just goes to what we, what we say time and time again about uh, inbound marketing and, and providing relevant content online, be it uh, textual or visual, um, about your product or service. Uh, and they're, they're, this is you know, in, uh, statistics coming from the fashion industry just talking about um, increasing sales by providing better resources or more resources online uh, to, to help people see clothes, learn about clothes, um, they even cited men in here. I think when you think fashion, one of the last things you think about is men making decisions. Um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious their statistic, though. Well, here, here's the, the, the last paragraph in the article, short one. Grafton recently reported that the, the fashion content marketing can be especially useful for reaching male audiences, as 25% of men said they would like more guidance on their clothing <laughs> That's options. Awesome. That so either awesome. that means that men are lying because they don't want to admit that they're clueless, or more likely 75% of men need some serious help and they don't know it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's clearly more, that's there are more, men among us to know what they're doing. That's more likely the but case. But we would put them in the minority. Yeah. I would, f- you know what I mean? So I think that's funny. That anyway. is really funny. So, so yeah, I mean, it's talking about how writing articles, um, provides that content that helps people figure out what they want, information on trends. Uh, and you know, it made me think of my own situation. I get Esquire magazine. Mm-hmm. And I think I've bought more new kinds of clothes for myself based on articles in Esquire, not based on, I mean, they always have a clothing like outfit kind of section. And I look at that, but I'm much more likely to buy something based on um, tips for men or this inbound kind of content that makes me think, wow, maybe I could look at that, that drives me into a sale, not the sale, not the catalog, uh, not just shopping. You know, I'm I'm finding something that's of value to me, and it's leading to the sale that they want. I mean, that's what this is talking about, I right. think. And that's what we talk about with healthcare. Yeah, and you know, I think you see a, a direct connection to. I mean, one of the points here too is is the visual component here, because obviously, fashion is all about how things look. Um, the power of visual of using visuals in powerful ways uh, to connect with people and help them experience your product or service or, or hear your message. There was um, another article recently that just, again, we don't want to, you know, every, feel like every, every podcast recently we've been talking about Pinterest and we've been talking Ding. about making a deliberate effort to not. Um, but uh, that, there was an article recently that talked about the fact why, why was Pinterest successful versus other resources that have done, you know, similar things, mm-hmm. bookmarking specifically, which is what, you know, kind of what Pinterest is, is really about. Um, and it was the visual component, the way that they pulled this off visually so that that's really how you're experiencing the things that have been pinned um, is key to what made, what made it successful this time versus other times people have tried to pull something off like this. And that I just goes kind of hand in hand with, with, uh, with stories like this that talk mm-hmm. about the power of, of, of visuals in this way. Mm-hmm. Can I admit Very something true. that I culturally never heard of pin something up? Like, I mean, clearly I, like I get like a bulletin board thing, mm-hmm. but I was sick a couple of days ago, so I just was on the couch and I started watching Breaking Bad, which I've never, I've heard is amazing and it's a great show. But I heard it in that show, which, so I don't know how old that show is. Let's say this episode I watch is at least a few years old. Right. What do they mean when they're saying pin something up? Because they were throwing ideas and the guy was like, <clears throat> we could do this. And the, the other guy was like, 
well, what about you know this problem? He said, well, we can, we'll just pin that one up. And then he came up with another idea, and the guy's like, well, we can't do it. And he's like, right, well, we'll pin that one up too. Just hold and on I know that some other place, and I'm like, well, I've never heard that. It sounded like corporate speak. You know, like, oh, we'll put that, we'll put that in the parking lot or whatever. Right. You know, there's all these. But I'd never heard, well, let's pin that one up, which sounds like let's remember this for later right. but not deal with it now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't know. Fascinating. <laughs> you guys are like, and? And where do we take that from I don't know. <clears throat> well, just I think it's great to always see some of the stuff that we talk about at work in other industries because yeah. a lot of times it makes it very clear mm-hmm. and you can say oh yeah okay i get yeah, it yeah i see how they're doing it yeah i mean i think we get in, we get in our bubble in this industry you know there are these like rules defined about what you should do or what you can't do and it's it's hard to even think about how you would take something you know some of these concepts and apply them but then when you look at it in in the context of a, the fashion industry all of a sudden it's like oh yeah Right. That's how it's done. I think yeah. a, a big difference between fashion and healthcare, at least provider healthcare, is fashion is a de- can be a demand-driven market, meaning you run the right ad, you hit people with the right experience, you give them the right content. It can What I describe can happen. It might drive me right in to buy a, a new sport coat. Yep. That's the opportunity to do that in healthcare is much more <clears throat> limited. Mm-hmm. You can do that with health and wellness tools, uh, so you can drive people into take an assessment or have a, a screening or whatever. Um, but there's an added benefit of building that brand connection. So when they do need something that you're more interested in having them do, like have surgery or see a doctor, they're more likely to remember you. Right. So right. that's the that's the bigger reason, I think, <clears throat> mm-hmm. to use inbound marketing. But All right, one more. Ready for one more? Mm-hmm. So we it. saw this floating out around uh, in social media. And I think we kind of had a rant on this, something similar to this. That it was the Women's Choice County ah, yes. deal. So this is similar. So maybe this is beating a dead horse. But somebody was wondering about the marketing value of uh, receiving the designation of baby-friendly hospital. Uh, and then, you know, is it worth getting that and marketing it? And it was a great question because the person's like, does anybody have any proof that's actually makes a difference. So of course when I first read that I went kind of apoplectic cuz I'm yeah. like when you first hear that you go as opposed to what what is the I mean you're baby, baby friendly baby hospital friendly. so that hospital what takes their babies and beats them on the concrete what I mean it just seems so nonsensical. Right. So dove in and thought okay is this somebody else selling a designation. Right. Turns out it's a UNICEF program uh and it's you know it's kind of a clunky if you go to their website we'll provide a link babyfriendlyusa.org oh it's usa Hmm. i wonder if that's just usa version um it came across as an international effort and maybe this is just the u.s version of it to drive certain standards when it comes to breastfeeding uh which i think sounds great sounds completely reasonable and you know Plaudible. It's another <laughs> word. Did I just make up another word? Applaudable. Applause worthy. Is it? I don't know. It is applause tastic. That's new. <laughs> um, so it's a great like public health kind of initiative. Uh, so I think I think if if you're 
our response would be is if you're following this, what? You can't do that in the middle of a podcast <laughs> and not expect me to stop. What? Is that seriously what you're showing around? <laughs> is this fourth grade? Well, Good I was just taking aback when I went there. Yes, okay, I'm so juvenile. I'm going to tell people what you just showed around <laughs> at least and giggled. Was, at least it was Jackie doing it. Okay, so it's, it's, a web, it's an initiative to improve breastfeeding. So so happens their website might contain a picture showing a woman breastfeeding, which Jackie found so amusing. Wait, she had to show Adam like, <laughs> Are you kidding? I mean, maybe from Adam as a joke. I could see Adam doing that. Like, he, he look. Why can't he's a why man. can so? Don't be sexist. You're being sexist. Not me. I'm All being, I did was uh, I thought I was showing him the website design. So he yes. could weigh in and what he thought. Uh, and then you turn the laptop with this big grin on your face. That is that's hilarious. It just wow. caught me off guard. A picture Sorry. of a woman breastfeeding well, on the well, that baby you friendly off guard. hospital it does. initiative. I mean, yes. I don't know what, no, what do you want me to like, say? It's I, like if you run across, you know, somebody like breastfeeding in the middle of the mall, and it's, it's like that, you that, run, yes. I'm not Would saying it's, I'm not saying that's giggle. a thing. <laughs> well, typically, if you were 10, I'm just saying it catches you off guard. That Sorry, does. Jackie. I know I'm making you feel bad. Anybody walking well, around I'm, with an exposed breast is going to catch you off guard, whether it's... Yes, that was the reaction no matter that we had in right fifth grade to National Geographic. You just exposed me to millions of <laughs> listeners. That's right. But I was just doing it on the side, you know, to Adam as a little well, aside, yeah, like which said, is what I would do in public. I'm like, you make, you're showing something <laughs> funny right in front of me. I can't, like, just let it slide. I tried. I tried to, like, look away. Anyway. Like, is like, there a marketing it's, value it's in like this? like breastfeeding in public. You try to look away. But you, you try can't. to look away. Is there any value in, from a marketing perspective? I mean, I... Well, the implication... I mean, as you said, the implication is otherwise is what? That, you ha- <laughs> that your baby unfriendly? Right. <clears throat> it, all of the... I mean, this goes for almost any... Almost any designation. You know, I... Jackie, <laughs> <laughs> get stuff up. Oh, it's oh. funny. Go ahead. Almost any designation. Yeah. I mean, people are going to assume if you're a hospital, you know, assuming you don't already have a bad reputation for something else, people are going to naturally assume that you are baby safe, that they're not, that their baby's not going to die when you, when they walk in the front door with it. Uh, they're going to assume many things. They're probably going to assume a lot of things that you're not even. And as soon as you go up pointing out what you are, um, I don't know. I mean, A, people already assume you probably are that. And B, makes me think well what aren't you then you know if you have to point out things that you are now i'm going to start thinking about the things that you aren't and that's that's the problem with this is there are specific there's specific there are there are specific criteria uh related to this designation which seems to center on uh 10 steps of successful breastfeeding so it could actually mean something like unicef has determined that this is a proper way to ingratiate women to breastfeeding and to do so you need to follow these 10 steps and so if everybody did that, it would improve. What? Well, just wait. It would improve breastfeeding. Hold your thought. That's all fine. Mm-hmm. But the designation of baby that friendly. That's what I was going to say. What does that have to do with breastfeeding? Well, I that's mean, just their cute nickname for it. Yeah, but but, it's, but it's, if you slap that in an ad, right. nobody's going, unless right. the whole ad is about breastfeeding. It. Right. Yeah. It, nobody's going to equate it to your last to breastfeeding. Point, yeah. They're just going to go. Baby's safe. Baby, no, baby, baby friendly. friendly. What does that mean? I mean, baby safe would be even worse. I don't know which is worse. Either they're both bad. We're baby friendly. We're the only town. 
It should be like market that's baby friendly. It should probably be really? like areola friendly the or bizarre designation. What did you just say? Areola friendly or safe. Jeez, <laughs> now we've that got would be more appropriate. See, now it's now, Adam's fault. Yeah, what you've done, We've got Jackie. a show title <laughs> <laughs> and 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 some increased SEO. <laughs> we've got like a- so much title for our AFH. show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I would say that. In answer to the question, is there marketing value? I would assume no. I would assume that it actually would cause more double takes from a negative perspective. Right. Is the implication, and then also the implication is you weren't that before. I mean, not only what else aren't you now, but if you were now touting that you are now, now new now, baby, now friendly. we're baby friendly. <laughs> so the, the past fifty years of your existence, you've been you've not been baby friendly. Is that what you're telling me? I think if you achieve this designation, which apparently there is some cost associated with it, but it doesn't seem to be. I mean, it's UNICEF, so I mean, mm-hmm. it's not somebody trying to make money off of this. Um, it, it it could very well be something that you communicate as part of your overall maternity care. Sure. And say, we really believe strongly in this. That's why, you know, we've been designated as baby friendly by UNICEF. This is what that means. Um, but boy, especially when there's 10 steps that anybody can see, I don't know why. Would a, would a mother go, well, they're baby friendly and they're not. Or even understand they follow the 10 steps and they don't. When the 10 steps, it's not like it's rocket science. You can do a lot of the steps on your own. Right, right. <clears throat> so anyway. Interesting, though. Yep, these designations just drive people up oh a, my God. a tree, trying to differentiate yourself with, maybe you could be the baby-friendliest of Wausau County or whatever. Well, it should be breast milk friendly. That should be the title of the breastfeeding friendly hospital, something like that. Yeah, but you know what? That's breast I mean, it's still bad, but you know what I mean. There's some politics to that. Like there's people that say, you know, Breast, you should only breastfeed, and other people say no. I use formula, so it's not like it's Democrat versus Republican. It probably is. <laughs> I'm sure probably. somebody would take some side, like with everything, but they probably avoided that for that reason. Because if you said breastfeeding friendly, some women might be offended by that. And say, That's "Well, you're true. not going to tell me to breastfeed. I'll do what I want to do." Breast friendly hospital. <laughs> your breast. Where <laughs> well, that's where I'm going. We're your breast friend. Hey! How cute. Breast friends. BF, it's the BFF it. designation. Breast friends. Bre- breast friends Talking forever. About my we are BFF designated. Good gravy. All right, so we talked about <laughs> breastfeeding, and obviously we're like little children. Well, I'm some of us are. Good gravy. <laughs> totally. All right, well, we better end it there before we devolve even further. Yeah, before I offend some other people. That was hilarious, though. That's a keeper. <laughs> Do I go show Adam on the side? Tee-hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> That's all's missing. I wish I had a picture of that so we could put a little caption. Tee-hee-hee. <laughs> all right. For arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Rotaco. And your BFF, Adam Meyer. Uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>